This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. Some of you are contacting us to claim that you are skeptical of history. And this is likely because you're, you're programmed to be that way. But you see, the problem that we find with William Branham's prophecy has nothing to do with historical data. All of William Branham's prophecies, except for two, are given after the fact. And yes, those two failed. The problem that we have with the failed visions has much more to do with William Branham's source of news than it does history. Based on some of the crazy statistics that we see, such as his claim that 80% of children in Arizona schools are mentally retarded, one could very easily ask if some of these prophecies came from the National Enquirer. If I were to stand before you, and claim that I prophesied years ago that a fire truck ran into the World Trade Center and exploded and took out the World Trade Center, people would simply not buy it. Because that didn't happen. But I could easily say that I prophesied in 1995 that a plane flew into the World Trade Center and it exploded and took down the World Trade Center. And New York was in complete turmoil. And people would have trouble proving that I didn't say it. Why? Because it's far more difficult to prove a negative. If William Branham had all of his prophecies written down on multiple copies for all to read, and the prophecy happened exactly like he said it beforehand, it would be very difficult for us to prove that they're false. But as, as it is, we're forced to take his word that he did in fact have a vision beforehand, and then whenever his own word changes, it is completely impossible to even make sense of it. If I were a devious mind and I mistakenly told people the fire truck story, I would quickly change my tune to make it something more believable. Prophets of the Old Testament 
wrote the Word of God directly into scrolls. They had scribes writing multiple scrolls. Some of the prophecies were even inscribed into stone so that men would never forget that the Word came from Yahweh. And they were reminded by seeing the Word and by comparing it to history that God is all-powerful and all-knowing. Let's compare that to these two statements by William Marion Branham, both discussing the exact same prophecy regarding Franklin D. Roosevelt. 1960, he says this, The president, which now is President Franklin D. Roosevelt, and then he pauses and says, remember, this is 28 years ago. So he's claiming that he's reading something from 28 years ago, talking about Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He says, we'll cause the whole world to go to war. But later, he changes it. Listen to this. The next vision foretold that an Austrian by the name of Adolf Hitler would rise as dictator over Germany, and he would draw the world into war. Now think of that. Not only did the prophecy change people, it gave a name to the change. Why? Check this out. 1960, he also says this, But last week, the reason I was expressing the way I did, there was more than politics included. I'd like to read you a little prophecy that was given. I got on, oh, and by the way, Mr. Mercer and many of them are going to take some of these old prophecies and dig them out and revise them a little, bring them up to date, and put them out in papers. Now, this is completely different than the scribes of the Old Testament. He says, Mr. Mercer and many of them are going to take these old prophecies and change them and make them where they actually make sense to you. History tells us that World War II began in March 1939. The United States finally joined into the war after two years of fighting. In 1941 they joined into the war after several other major world powers had already joined into the war and were fighting. Austria, Germany, France, Great Britain, New Zealand, South Africa, Canada, USSR, Italy, Japan, Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, India, Panama, Yugoslavia, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Haiti, Honduras, Nicaragua, Netherlands. The list goes on. All of these countries were already at war before we were. So the first prophecy didn't make sense. It was like a fire truck. People were saying, wait a minute, that's not right. And so they dug up these old prophecies and they revised them a little. They brought them up to date by making them actually make sense. Five world powers were already at war, either as access or allied forces. Though it was necessary for the United States to get involved to stop Germany, Roosevelt was actually hesitant in joining because he insisted on preventing Japan 
from being a world supplier of military supplies. It was Japan's bombing at, world, at Pearl Harbor that ultimately led to the United States joining the war. And it was only as a retaliation from the first strike at Pearl Harbor. This is not the way with prophets of God. In fact, God is so displeased with men who do this that he sent Ezekiel to speak against them in Ezekiel 13. Ezekiel says, The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against these prophets of Israel who are prophesying and say to those who prophesy from their own hearts, Hear the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. God is telling Ezekiel that they saw nothing. He says, Your prophets have been jackals among the ruins, O Israel. These prophets that Ezekiel described are doing exactly what William Branham did. They're following after their own spirit, but they have seen nothing. He continues, You have not gone up into the breaches or built a wall for the house of Israel that it might stand in battle in the day of the Lord. They didn't do what God told them to do. They have seen false visions and lying divinations. They say, declares the Lord when the Lord has not sent them. And yet they expect them to fulfill their word. The men, speaking from their own hearts, expected God to honor what they were saying as if they were gods. And this is what William Branham was doing. He was making himself God. Have you not seen a false vision and uttered a lying divination, whenever you have said, declares the Lord, although I have not spoken, says God. Just like William Branham with his failed statements that he declared as, thus saith the Lord, these prophets were doing exactly the same thing. They did see visions. Ezekiel says this, but Ezekiel says they saw false visions. God was not pleased with this. Here's the word of the Lord speaking through Ezekiel, the real, thus saith the Lord. Ezekiel says, therefore says the Lord God, because you have uttered falsehood and you have seen lying visions, therefore behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and who give lying divinations. They shall not be in the council of my people, nor be enrolled to register in the house of Israel, nor shall they enter the land of Israel. This was a very serious offense. It was an abomination before God. And you shall know that I am the Lord, my God, the Lord God, precisely because they have misled my people, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. And because the people said, built a wall, these prophets smear it with whitewash and say to those who smear it with whitewash that it shall fall, there shall be a deluge of rain, O great hailstones will fall, and a stormy wind will break out. And when the wind, when the wall falls, will it not say to you, Where 
is the coating with which you smeared it. The false prophets were speaking peace when God did not tell them to. Yahweh was angry. He says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will make a stormy wind break out in my wrath, and there shall be a deluge of rain in my anger, and great hailstones in wrath to make a full end. And I will break down the wall that you have smeared with whitewash, and will bring it down to the ground so that it's a its foundation is laid bare. And when it falls, you shall perish in the midst of it. And you shall know that I am the Lord God. Thus I will spend my wrath on the wall and upon those who have smeared it with whitewash. And I will say to you, the wall is no more, nor those who smeared it, the prophets of Israel who prophesied concerning Jerusalem, and saw visions of peace for her, when there was no peace, declares the Lord God. Notice, not just the prophets were punished, those who listened to the prophets were punished. God took his wrath upon all who took part in this abomination. As Christians, we should ask ourselves, have we taken part in an abomination? Have we listened to a prophet speak, saying, Thus says the Lord, when God did not speak? Will we be punished, like these men in the Old Testament, for following after a false prophet? God, have mercy on us all. Oh.